Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. to the Lazy Geeks Podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And this is our weekly news podcast for all the news that interest us for the past week for March 12th, 2017. So you you may actually notice a little bit of an audio difference in this episode. Ooh, baby. Simply because Adam is in LA, motherfuckers. Yeah. So uh, for this for this podcast and next podcast. and the next podcast, yeah. So um, Adam, Adam has sometimes Adam has to feel the need to feel a little more superior than he already does about himself. So he comes back to L.A. and basically reminds himself about how much better he is. So that's really why he makes the trip out here. I don't know how that makes sense, but I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um. So my my oldest daughter, who is now seventeen, because I'm getting fucking old, um, is on spring break this week, and uh, my mother in law had surgery on her arm or something, so we're dropping her off, and then I'm picking her up next weekend, so I'm gonna be here then too. So yeah, yeah. So the next four episodes will be um in la i brought i brought my mic with me i know he's all set up here you he know? brought his mic he even brought shit that he didn't even really need for it i mean but... that's that's i do that all the time <laughs> over i overpack <laughs> you know how you know uh women or some people you know pack too many sweaters pack too many shoes adam packs too many technical items that you know he brought i mean he even pulled out his Nintendo NES from storage to come to come out this way <laughs> i was like dude we might not even have time to do that but he's like hey in case we do, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> no, I we may have that ten minutes, you know, in between. You what know? did I? What did I bring that I didn't use? I brought a notebook, which remains blank, but it's always in my bag. Yeah, but you slept during the, on your trip, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then I brought my two DS, but I used that on the trip, 
And then I did bring the um, what, what's it called? The thing that we plug the mic into. Oh, the the phantom power. Yeah, sorry. I brought my phantom powers. I thought we needed it, but his stuff, he's got that set up. Yeah, you know, so because <laughs> um, my my mixer has a phantom power source in there. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Really. Until it isn't. Until it isn't. Right. And then it was <laughs> what it could have been. <laughs> but the highlight so far of his trip is he got into Yoshinoya. Oh, fucking Jesus. We don't have that in Phoenix. And I love Yoshinoya. <laughs> the chick at Yoshinoya was a bitch, though. Well, welcome to L.A., by the way. <laughs> right. And everything everything changed, too. Like, you used to be able to get the sauce um, for free. Now they charge you 65 cents a cup of it. <laughs> and then you used to be able to get the, the pickled ginger yourself, but you have to ask, and it's in these little pre-made plastic <laughs> thing. I'm like, what the fuck? But it was it's still good. So the joke of, yeah, can I have the come of some young, some young guy? It oh, doesn't work. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, she was kind of cute, but she had a fucking attitude. Like she was, I, I went up to her and I was like, hey, can I get some extra sauce? And she goes, extra what? And I go, sauce? <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Hey, 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 babe, babe, babe. Why you think you're all that? You work at a Yoshinoya. Right. Just keep it, just, just. The strip well, club is down the street. <laughs> right. You ain't exactly fucking uh, curing the sick over here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I know you're just biding your time until you make it to the uh, management training program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am the manager. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you doing it all wrong. That's really what. <laughs> uh, so um, one thing I, I did want to note, and um, th- th- this may you know affects one of you <laughs> uh but we've um we've officially dropped our google plus uh page simply because it's useless yeah, well it's it's it seems to be a, a a social a social hub that just really doesn't serve purposes to beyond you know posting things on there right i mean it's cool for like you know i still have my personal one up there because i do it through my um my uh uh middle-aged geek uh one but it's good for like you know artwork and other kind of stuff but it really isn't the same hub that you get from facebook as much as people hate facebook people aren't switching from it um so we're i'm gonna probably devote a little more time to our facebook page i'm gonna try to get adam to kind of do a little more on that too you know posting shit you know um but fuck you no (laughs) (laughs) No, i was sharing some stuff uh over there yeah, but I but you know Facebook took it took it down because you violated terms of service of you know sh- showing certain areas of you you know that. Listen, I was just trying to give the public what they wanted, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, we heard the clamor and you know we just <laughs> helicopter dead. Like, oh shit! Yeah, and making that into a gif was a little disturbing. <laughs> because it was if you, you had mixed feelings about it that's why well i mean yeah i mean you know i've always i've always considered myself secure in my uh masculinity that he, yeah you know it makes me question stuff i sometimes. hear that a lot <laughs> so yeah so as of now uh we still have our our youtube page uh which we will eventually do more than just what we're doing now which is just posting the audio of the podcast we're looking into possibly doing, you know, video again, but I, I got to put together some stuff because I, I definitely want to uh, do some like tutorials and things like that on there. Right. So um, on that note, I think we should jump into our one awesome thing. So normally we record these podcasts on Sunday. However, 
given that Adam's here, um, we're recording this on a Saturday. So, um, as of like uh, probably about a couple of hours ago, we finally got the third trailer for Wonder Woman. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, it showed. It was cool because it actually showed more than the other trailers, which I always hate when they. It's just a recut of the last trailer. Right. Um, a little more somber. You know, kind of setting the mood, the world, everything that's going on. Um, and kind of setting up the way Diana's going to be. How, you know, they're kind of telling her she's beneath everything else. She won't accomplish much, but they're setting her up to, you know, be the strongest and be the most powerful. And and um, kind of setting her up into um, that she is a god. Right. So um, so it, it's, it was a really cool... Um, really cool trailer i'm super psyched for this movie i know people are already over there going say yeah somebody who saw a clip of this who saw a clip from a buddy who recorded on the phone um (laughs) is actually says that it just seems kind of mediocre and it's like if you only saw a snippet of the movie you can't call anything mediocre right because you, you haven't seen the movie yet um and that's what we've been hearing with uh bvs suicide squad all of that stuff um I, I think um, Wonder Woman, I I just, I have high hopes for this movie is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, I like, um, I like Gal Gadot's playing, um, playing Diana. So, I mean, it looks cool. I, I, I think it looks uh, kind of on point to where it should be. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I mean, this is the first, what is this? Like the third trailer they've come out with is yeah. a teaser. And then the this the one after the teaser was more actiony, right? And, this and then this is the one that story. yeah has a story thing into it. And I'm I think it's perfect. Like well, not perfect. But I mean, the trailer itself is is great. I think she makes a really good Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see it. So. Oh yeah, that's a that's an IMAX. Right. Oh yeah. You know, dude, if you were here for for when that came out, like you, I know you know my brother wants to see it. Like the three of us would be like Ugh. right there. <laughs> Although it would be a little <laughs> No, I gotta take um No, I'm done. I haven't made it through the credits. <laughs> I have to take my daughters. They wanna go see it. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, so you know, nice little feminist night, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Right? So I'll uh take them to go see it and hopefully they'll enjoy it. And if they don't enjoy it, I'll kick them out of the fucking house. Yeah. Tell them, look, this is gonna this this screening tonight is going to determine the rest of the relationship right. for the rest of our lives. Right. So you need to check it. I think um, I also think that I I'm pretty much guaranteed to love the movie because I enjoyed BVS. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, so I think my I think my fandom overshines <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> right. So it's uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is so. what it is until it isn't. And then it was. Right. What? <laughs> so, uh, what's your one awesome thing for this week? Do I have a one awesome thing? Yeah, you did. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm staring right at it. Um, so let's read through this real quick. Uh, I'll skip over a lot of it because a lot of it's just going to be redundant shit. But Congress has passed a new NASA bill, which authorized $19.5 billion of spending in the fiscal year of 2017. It includes things like manned missions to Mars and a Europa mission. Europa. I'm actually more excited about a Europa mission than a manned cool. mission to Mars. Hmm. Um We've seen The Martian. We know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Like, I, I got it, you know. <laughs> we saw the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, some some of the highlights from the bill include support for NASA's journey to Mars. It starts uh, with 
that it states that the agency um, should work towards the long-term goal of human missions near or on the surface of Mars in the 2030s. Um, this refers to the idea that early missions to Mars could involve landing on its moon Phobos uh, before eventually heading to its surface, which would be interesting. The let's skip, skip, skip. Skip, 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 skip. I was hoping it was going to give me. So they did a comparison of how much money we currently give NASA. And it was like, I think, six billion or something. Like it was a low number. And then you, standing next to 19.5, like, <laughs> fuck, like NASA just got some money. But of course, somebody started going, let's make it a rain. In here. Right. So elsewhere, the, somebody got that overtime on that paycheck. <laughs> NASA was looking at they shit. Oh, they didn't take out my insurance. This check. Um, elsewhere, the bill says that robotic exploration to Europa should be supported. NASA is already working on such a mission called the Europa Mul- multiple flyby mission which would fly past the moon dozens of times in the 2020s to work out if it's habitable. Um, There are also tentative plans to place a lander on Europe, Europa, Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've never been there before. (laughs) Right. Although this is not mentioned specifically in the bill. So um, if you really pay attention, NASA's doing some big things right now, and they got some big plans. I mean, if they could stay on track, I think they'll do some serious shit. And they're working more with um the private sector now yeah and letting the because pri- trump trump and well we're gonna leave if you like or dislike trump i don't fucking care i'm just we're just listing off what the government's currently saying um trump said that his plan with space and i kind of agree with this too is that the near earth orbit stuff should be majority privatized right um because we got that i think i think there's not much more science to do in near earth orbit um, I mean, of course there is, but the, we can still do that. But I think the the space station stuff and like he's more talking about like if the International Space Station was a private sector thing, it would be creating money, creating jobs, stuff like that. I mean, we still need space talk. We still need, you know, right. uh, we need uh, DS9. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then NASA will focus more on technological achievements and then also um, outer outer space <laughs> it'll yeah. be funny because like you know how they're privatized so all the rockets are gonna have fucking um uh corporate logos on there so mm-hmm. you're gonna see like a booster rocket that's going to have like the target logo with McDonald's like and McDonald's and like you know um uh fucking uh, uh um like a uh, kragen like you know the auto hey. parts that are you know it's gonna look like a nascar fucking uh shell <laughs> it takes a team to make the dream work that's okay? true that is true but um I don't know. I just it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm happy that they're pulling some focus into Europa because I feel that that's not been talked about enough um, in a serious manner. I mean, it's been talked about a lot, right? You know, but it's we're talking about something that looks like it has an an ocean. Yeah. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Right. We can skip Mars for a second, and let's go. But with this kind of money, they could do two things at once now. You right. know, and and focus more on um, that kind of stuff and. We're seeing a lot of great stuff done with the robotic probes and and stuff. It can't all be human exploration 100% of the time because that's super expensive. And I think that's what most people tend to forget when they're getting into this stuff is that it's like, yeah, but if we're not sending people over there, what does it matter? It's like, yeah, you can't send people there the first time. You know, you have to send probes. You have to scout it. You have to... You know, survey missions. Watch a fucking episode of Star Trek. Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's like they don't they don't always go there. They're like send a probe or scan it. We gotta you know study it first. So, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to see it. a lander on Europa would be great. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
All right. So I guess on that note, we should um, jump into some headlines. So it looks like, uh, you know, even though the six strikes policy um, has kind of gone away, it seems like the MPAA still likes to, um, tr you know, trout their, um, basically do a lot of dick waving. Right. Um, this comes from Deadline, a lawsuit filed last month by the MPPA and the law uh, major Hollywood studios against operators of an alleged, alleged ring of piracy sites has been unsealed, showing that those sites have been shut down by a judge's order. Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, uh, Columbia, Universal, Disney, Paramount, and Viacom are listed as plaintiffs in the suit filed February 6th in the U.S. District Court of Southern, um, the, of the, for the Southern District of New York. The defendants were operators of Pub Film slash PID TV, which the suit called a ring of six interconnected large-scale piracy sites. It's called for the defendants to immediately cease and desist all use of play, uh, plaintiffs, copyrighted works, and trademarks, and directing domain registries associated with those sites to disable them. Uh, Judge Victor Marrero issued a TRO halting the sites on February 7th, and a preliminary injunction was issued on February 17th based on the allegations. The suits say pub film slash PID TV saw more than 8 million visits each month. 40% of which were USP, I, US IP addresses. It is said to believe um, it is. It said it believed the defendants were operating out of Vietnam. And yeah, man, that that Vietnam uh, weed will fuck will fuck people up. Man. Mess up your skin. That's man. why we lost the war, man. Man. <laughs> Uh, the civil action seeks relief and damages for copyright infringement, trademark infringement, unfair compensation, and false designation of origin. As for statutory um, statutory damages, it asks, among um, other awards, of 150000 per infringed work. That's a lot of money. That is. And, um, and, and that will definitely cost you a fucking day's... Um, uh, a fucking day's uh, uh, overtime. I've never even heard of pub film. I never heard of them either, so I'm not exactly sure who they are. But you know what's funny is with the MPA and stuff like that, every time they always go after sites, they're sites that people have already gone over and then gone off to other things. Yeah. They're always two steps behind. <laughs> so, this should be fun. Right? <laughs> uh, HBO is creating a miniseries based on the 2016 Trump-Clinton election with Tom Hanks on board as a producer. Um, according to CBS News, the miniseries will be based on the third book in Mark... Oh, somebody's dying. Yeah. Welcome to L.A., Adam. <laughs> um, and Mark Halperin and John Heilman's game-changing series, which will be released in early 2018. The HBO series will then debut some sometime after the unspecified date. Um, it's going to take people will forget about it by then. Yeah, right. Um, there's no word on who will play either Trump or Clinton. However, Jay Roach, who directed an adaptation of the first game changing book or the first game change book uh, for HBO, will return to helm and executive produce the iteration. Roach also directed HBO's All the Way, um, which starred Brian Cranston as pres President Lyndon B. Johnson. Quote. We are thrilled to continue our relationship with Mark Halperin and John Heinlein, 
um, whose work on their best-selling book, Game Change, set the bar for political reporting and storytelling inside a presidential campaign, said HBO film president Len Amato. The show promises to vividly capture the most unique and impactful event in modern American politics. So, are they going to have, like, who's going to play Putin? Is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> HBO is too soon. Too soon. Right. <laughs> HBO isn't the only network tackling last year's U.S. election. American Horror Story co-creator Ryan Murphy, uh, which is very fucking fitting, mm-hmm. um, recently revealed the next series of FX horrors anthology will cover the 2016 presidential race. Um, Whatever. Isn't it too early to relive that shit? Well, I mean, it's going to come out in 2018, but. It might be good, cause cause if they do it right, it could it could be an interesting story, kind of show the inside deal. But I guarantee you, if this comes out when Trump's president, it ain't gonna be done. Yeah, it's gonna make Hillary look really bad. Well, I mean, I would need it to be for me to enjoy it. I would need it to be an unbiased, like they're just showing oh, yeah. what happened, That's and it's not, not gonna, gonna be that way. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. lean one side, and if it's if if it's made. In modern Hollywood, I guarantee you, it's going to lean more Hillary. Yeah, they're going to they're going to show her as the tragic figure, right? And um, and then it's just going to be now you're just pushing your message on me, and I'm not saying I agree gonna, or disagree. They're going to put, put Alec Baldwin in as Trump, you know. Just... I'd see it for that. <laughs> oh man! All right, moving into gaming news. Naughty Dog co-president Christopher Balestra announced this week that he's leaving the Uncharted and The Last of Us studio after 15 years with the company. In a goodbye, in a suicide, I mean a goodbye letter oh uh, posted. <laughs> in a goodbye letter posted to Naughty Dog's website, Balestra said he's leaving his role to spend time with family and pursue personal projects. "Quote: It's very challenging to come to the realization that it's time to step away from a career to pursue fulfilling personal ambitions and projects," Balestra said. I am doing it now out of utmost respect for the team and their unwavering dedication to Naughty Dog and our projects. The time has come for me to spend more time with my family and create a void and create a void to see what I can fill it with, uh, which it will obviously involve programming. Balestra joined Naughty Dog in 2002, back when the developer was better known for its work on Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter. Quote, I always smile when I when we're asked what our secret is. Balestra said to the studio of the studio's work, "We don't have any. We dedicate ourselves to assembling the best and the most determined group of programmers, designers, and artists we can find. Our secret is, and always will be, the talent and drive of the whole team of Naughty Dog. That's why I can step away feeling confident about the future of Naughty Dog." because the team is only losing one of its many members. Balestra's longtime co-president, Evan Wells, will assume the role of president of Naughty Dog on, as of April 3rd. Naughty Dog is currently working on Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, and The Last of Us Part Two for the PlayStation 4. I mean... I mean, when you have that kind of... I mean, when you have that tenure of having, you know last of us and um the uncharted series yeah. and all of that stuff that that's a, a a heavy thing and but that's also a good thing to have around your neck it's like oh he served when they had this that and the other thing and it's not like they're losing steam 
Yeah, I, I mean, so. it's it's just a good time for him to move on to something that he might be a little bit more interested yeah, in. Yeah, and like that one dude from Enron, when he left, and then six months later, the company goes downhill and say, hey, it was fine when I left. <laughs> hey, that wasn't my problem. Just a testament to how good I had things going. <laughs> the lights were on when I left. <laughs> right. Like the water was running when I took off. So, Nintendo. <laughs> Gaming system launches typically have a fair share of problems, um, as as we can be reminded of Xbox One's Red Ring of Death, mm-hmm. PlayStation 4 Blue Blinking Light, which really wasn't as bad it, as the Red Ring. It wasn't bad as the Red Ring. No. Also, if you just even look back at the original Xbox oh. and the Xbox 360. Basically every Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox One had its issues before it was released, and that was more of a... <laughs> Ideal, ideological issue. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. Um, uh, I've lost my place. Okay, and Nintendo of America... And, uh, fuck you. How about that? Uh, fair share of problems. Uh, and Nintendo America's president and chief operating officer, Reggie Phils Eme, um, addressed two of the seemingly common issues for Nintendo Switch. Screen scratches from the dock and the Joy-Con desyncing issue. Um, some users report that docking the switch eventually results in hairline scratches along the corner of the screens. Our screen, sorry. Speaking to Time, Phil's MA said Nintendo Switch tour members hadn't seen Nintendo Switch units get scratches uh, from docking the system. Quote, we have done, as you know, literally hundreds of events, starting with our activity back in January. And most recently, the various tours that we continue to take the system out on, Phil's and told time. As soon as I heard of this report, I asked my teams, have you seen this in our own experience? And the candid answer has has been no. Phil's didn't offer a solution, but he did ask for user users report, did ask for users to report problems. Nintendo is also looking for more information on Switch users issue with Joy-Con connectivity and has since updated its support page with potential solutions. Quote, motherfucker. <laughs> We're asking consumers a lot of questions, Phil Zemay said. That's why we want to get consumers on our helpline so we can get as much information to understand the situation as possible. And so we are in fact and so we are in fact finding mode to really understand the situation and the scenarios. And with that information We'll look and see what the next steps are. Phil Zemay also said <laughs> the number of Joy-Con replacement and repair requests Nintendo seen is not significant. He's basically he sounds like he's just saying you guys are being fucking dumb, right? You know. Um, and then he says that Nintendo's got their shit together, but we we can skip that. Um, so typical issues: the the scratch thing. I feel that's something they would have seen. Right. So maybe people just need to calm the fuck down and maybe put their, they're not putting it in correctly or something like that. Um, the Joy-Con connectivity issues, who knows? It could be the batteries dying. Yeah. I mean, but... I'm not giving Nintendo an excuse. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, but usually, like, day one, you know, it seems like, I mean, at, were they were the con issues, like, out of the box? Were, was it, you know, after, like, some use that, you know... How much power does it drain from the batteries or the charge? You know, is it a charge issue? Maybe it's something different. Yeah. Um, as far as the scratching, I, I can see why they quote unquote um, uh, didn't see the scratches because they were probably more careful. You yeah. know, the people playing it as opposed to... Since they were pre-release units, they, they weren't <laughs> treating them like a toy. Right. And then you have other people that are just like, 
you know how you try how you go and try to put you know the the usb connector into your device and you're just kind of like cramming it, it in yeah. there until it gets in there and then wonder why this shit don't work right um so yeah i mean that that's kind of how um but they also do sell um until they fix this problem or you forget trying to get them to fix it right they do sell um screen protector much like you would find on a phone or a tablet they sell screen protectors that you can buy for the the switch um, and honestly, you should be buying that anyway, but with right. the mobility of it. Well, because that was one of the things we just—I think we mentioned when we first saw them—is like sliding in the dock. Wouldn't it be like scratches, or wouldn't they yeah, have you some kind of coating in, in there? I guarantee you, people are coming up to it and they're putting it in at an angle. Yeah, because they're just trying to drop it in there. Yeah, they're trying to—they're probably going like you know, reaching over and then kind of like getting it in there, and then when they let it drop, it'll probably scrape the right. screen, you know. But at the same time, shouldn't nintendo kind of figured that maybe yeah you know maybe even like a thin rubber to kind of slide it in there you know easily something along that lines i just kind of think that i think there's a little bit of of um oversight oversight on on their part and i i think nintendo needs to get their head out of their ass sometimes and just fucking figure out hey asshole this is how we want it to how we want it to work so uh all right so moving on into uh, comic news over the course of the next week of this week marvel had been teasing new x-men title by revealing a few characters that compromise that comprise compromise <laughs> comp comprise fuck i was gonna fuck it up again uh the roster at the time all leading up to the big reveal today in july the publisher will launch a new volume of astonishing x-men by charles soul but unfortunately marvel's own website neglects to inform anyone of which artist is involved highlighting a systematic problem in the industry of favoring writers contributions over of over those of the artist uh the new astonishing x-men are comprised of archangel bishop phantom x mystique psylocke old man logan rogue and gambit as the roster was being teased out over the week, it seemed that it might be the new X-Force book, with most of its team members having at least some passing association with the Black Ops X-Men team, but insists the team invokes the name of Joss Whedon and uh, John Cassidy's widescreen heroes superheroic title of the mid-2000s. In an interview with Marvel.com, Charles So spoke a little about the team's roster and goals. The book is designed to tell a very focused, specific story with a few cool main villains. I'm writing it with like I'm writing it like a puzzle box with new layers and revealing opening up uh, reveals opening up every issue, so you'll never know exactly where it's going to go next. But the structure is built in such a way that most anything from the long, incredible history of the X-Men can pop up. If you think about these characters, they've been present or involved for virtually every major era of X history, all the big events that will play a role in the big in a big way. The team's roster does open up something interesting story, some interesting storytelling opportunities, uh, considering the interpersonal relationships of Rogue, Mystique, and Gambit, as well as the love triangles of Psylocke, Archangel, and Phantom X. It's great to see Bishop working um, like a like his classic 90s iteration too after the decade of flitting between supervillainy and obscurity. According to Alex um, Axel Alonso, Charles Soule's collaboration are soon to be revealed, but hopefully that's the case because Marvel has to send out its July solicitations soon. Um, I think this is funny 
because over the last year we've been seeing um uh well actually if you go back to basically a year ago now uh we were hearing about oh x-men titles are going away mm. and and that it's because the head of marvel hates fox so much that they're getting rid of all their x titles and all that this sounded, other bullshit. that sounded like a straight rumor though yeah and the thing was is that i was like no because that would just be bad business because oh because they got rid of fantastic four and all of that but well, they got rid of it no not many people have read fantastic four for a while no and that's the thing like if you read the the last issue of um uh secret wars the lat jonathan hickman's deal um they saved the universe and now they were like we're going to be a family now but see that's the thing is is that you take the x-men away or you start pulling away most of the characters mm. and you just kind of start dwindling them down then after a little bit of time you bring them out with new titles and all these characters coming back that's that's what you need to do and that's the thing with the fantastic four is fantastic four has always been a staple of marvel right so now you kind of get rid of them you keep them off the grid for a couple of years then bring them back then bring them back as the you know the team Fantastic four and then everybody's like oh cool i'll go check that out again yeah and and research that so you know when they were doing that whole bit i was like you guys are so stupid you really seriously don't know how comics work the x-men are kind of weird too because you could you could you could do what Fox does now with the comic book. You could remove all X-Men and have it be its own company. Yeah. And you would still have a shit ton of books. Oh, yeah. Just so many fucking X-Men. Oh, yeah. And so so seeing that kind of was like, I was just simply like, oh, you guys are fucking idiots. You guys really don't know how comics work. <laughs> like, seriously. But, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, A new ongoing Darth Vader book. What? Um, is, okay, I'm aroused. Okay. I mean, I was aroused already. Get your hand off my dick. No. <laughs> you want to hear how aroused I am? <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> um, new comic book series is on the way from writer Charles Soule and artist Gi- Giuseppe Comunicoli. Comun- yeah. Um, what you said. <laughs> you're looking at Giuseppe, right? At Marvel Comics. <laughs> Uh, the story will pick up at the end of Revenge of the Sith, just as Darth Vader joins em- Emperor Palpatine in viewing the Death Star. Motherfucker. That fucking that cover's kind of dope, dude. Yeah. Um, Soul has seemingly become the go-to writer for Star Wars comics to Mar- at Marvel with Lando, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, and the still-ongoing Poe Dameron already under his belt. In a phone interview with IGN, he described this new story as Darth Vader Year One, comparing his approach to Frank Miller and David Muchicelli's seminal Batman Year One comic that showed the origins of how Batman went from rookie vigilante to the imposing Dark Knight we know today. Quote, the book, the book begins one second after the end of Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader is in the armored suit no. No, that we see throughout the rest of his life, most of his life, so I'll explain. He is just awakening to that moment and that realization, so he has shouted no in the way we see in the film, and then it picks up immediately after that point. Ooh, that sounds fucking dope, doesn't no. it? No. <laughs> so we see him adjusting to that. We see him learning to be more machine than man. We see him going through some really, really cool early moments of his early mythology and history. He's more machine now than man. Twisted and evil. (laughs) One of these moments will be Vader constructing his first ever red lightsaber. The first arc 
is going to revolve around Vader's construction of his red lightsaber because at the end of the Revenge of the Sith, he obviously loses his blue saber. As long as his legs and his arms. Is it too soon? No, it's never too soon. But um, bunch. <laughs> um, because at the Revenge of the Sith, he obviously loses his blue saber when he gets all chopped up. <laughs> and Obi-Wan takes it to eventually give it to Luke down the road. So we end up with a character who is known as having the this iconic sword, like his mad like his magical red sword, but he didn't he doesn't have it yet. <laughs> it's really weird reading quotes when someone was just talking, right? Because it's just it doesn't fit. So what better what better way to start a big huge series than with a quest for a magic sword? Soul said, "We're going to explore the mythology around lightsabers to some degree." Which will be very fun. I'm really lucky that I get to t- tell that story. Seems like a big piece of the puzzle for him. Um, I don't think we have yeah. to read all that. Yeah, but um, it's pretty dope. Um, it's cool. Jesus, Jesus somebody's popular. Know, right? um, it's going to be cool, too. Because they're going to talk about the mythology a little bit of the lightsabers. And we, we learned about that. If you, if you played um, Star Wars SWOTOR. I forget what that stands for, but the the MMO that came out. Oh yeah, you you get into that if you pick a Jedi character, and um, it's really cool. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be dope to to check out and see where he gets the sword. Because I know that's been a question for a lot of people. Like, well, I know where he lost the blue one, but how do you get the red one? You know, and you just kind of assume it was given to him or something. But right, right. Th- those lightsabers aren't just given. Like you have to do something for them. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna definitely read this one. And the last, uh, the last one was dope. The last, yeah, Darth that Vader. Darth Vader book was just so. It, it, it's actually kind of cool that they start that one there because the last issue of um, Darth Vader, the the original, the one done by I think Jason Aaron, I think, um, ended with him coming to terms with everything with Padme and all of that stuff from Sith. So then it kind of ended and it made him just kind of okay. You know, yeah. I am who I am. You know, go, 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 go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am what I am. And uh, so you have that. But so this kind of seeing him start with a red lightsaber. I love those memes of like, I'm going to give this to your son and tell him you were a great father who didn't kill a bunch of pa- uh, young, bunch of younglings. Yeah. And <laughs> he wasn't an evil bastard. Because <laughs> somehow he might do something better with it. You know, we'll see. Oh, man. Okay, so moving on into tech news. AT&T is upgrading two of its inexpensive prepaid Go phone plans today, but they come with some serious trade-offs. The first plan with unlimited data for 60 bucks per month only gives you three megabytes of data, and uh, the speed will drop even further after you've used 22 gigs of data. The second plan comes in at a friendly $45 for six gigs of high-speed data, and then you'll be throttled down to 128K when you exceed your cap. Uh, Both plans require an auto-pay option, uh, but you don't have to sign a contract or undergo a huge credit check. AT&T has been refreshing and upgrading its prepaid phone plans for a while now, including a similar similar plan structure plan for non-prepaying customers. Of the current offers, the more expensive one gets you unlimited talk, text, and data, but you'll be limited to slower speeds. Almost half of AT&T's regular LTE um, 
throughput, as reported by the Open Signal Project. Sure, unlimited data sounds great, but you'll also be limited to standard definition video of 480, uh, 480p, and there's no mention of using your phone as a hotspot. If you need a low-cost option of your phone, one of these plans might be worth considering. Still, the low data cap and throttle speeds won't let you do <laughs> won't let you do much, making it less a complete experience. My, I have my daughter on AT&T Go. But see, that's a different situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. when well, you're... You go. That's weird. Autoplay bullshit. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Um, the cool thing about that is... The way their plans work now is the same. I don't know exactly what they're fucking changing. But I guess you can use more data fast. But she has uh, three gigs. And then when she goes over that, it drops down super slow. But there's no overage charges or anything like that. And then she, all I'll hear is, oh, my data went so late. Oh, then you should manage it better. Right. You know, it's just whatever. But, um, you know, use the Wi-Fi and whatever. But it's uh, prepaid it has its limits. Like, I think the biggest problem with prepaid for most people is you got to buy the phone outright. Yeah. And because that's what I was going to do for a little bit. But I'm like, I do not want to pay $500 for this phone. You know, it's just too, <laughs> it's just too <laughs> right, much. Yeah. You know, so I moved on with my life. Um, yeah, but when they're touting like unlimited data and stuff like that, you always got to read the fine print. Yeah, though. it's kind of like there should, you know, there's. I mean, it's like technically they're not lying, but it's like you know, if they're saying, oh yeah, you know, unlimited LTE. Yeah. But then you're gonna get you know, barely dial-up speed after the fact. You know? Right. It's like that's it's like double dial-up. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's funny. What would what, what, would you consider that DSL speed? No, because that's still slow. No, DSL is manageable if it works correctly. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I totally didn't even mean it. The way. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually just they they just fixed my internet. It's been working nice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually downloaded something and I didn't have to go take a nap. So, um, it's my turn. Yeah, see, these these guys are um, DSL fans. That's why they hissed. That's right. So. Microsoft has made a bad habit of introducing ads here and there throughout Windows, and now people are starting to notice them showing up in another spot inside File Explorer. Oh, Jesus. Like, are we safe anywhere? Yeah, I know. Right? People have reported seeing notifications to sign up for OneDrive, Microsoft's cloud storage service, at the top of the quick access screen that comes up when you open a new File Explorer window. Someone on Reddit reported seeing a prompt to sign into OneDrive back in October, um well yeah sign into wonder that's always been there like it, it bugs me to sign into it all the time yeah um which was a little more ambiguous it could have been meant to help after all but a newer prompt is clearly an ad with microsoft displaying the services price and letting people click a button to learn more about it in an email to the verge Microsoft said that the OneDrive pop-up is a tip and that notifications <laughs> notifications can be stopped altogether if someone chooses. Yeah, so it's playing just the tip. Yeah, I mean, you know. and, and look, either way you look at it, you both don't win and win. <laughs> um, the new tips notifications within the File Explorer in Windows 10 was designed to help Windows 10 customers by providing quick, easy information to enhance the experience relative to storage and cloud file management, a spokesperson said. That said, with Windows 10, customers can easily opt out of receiving these notifications if they choose. But while the ad can be dismissed, it's still a frustrating intrusion. 
operating systems have typically been ad-free. You've already paid the price of admission to use the operating system when you bought the computer. They should have just sent in the sentence, you've already paid the price. Right. <laughs> um, is running on. So Microsoft is really just using this as a way to push its own services to make more money at the expense of a better experience. Um, personally, and, and I'm probably going to say something that maybe some don't expect, who fucking cares? You can so easily turn it off that it doesn't really fucking matter. It's like it annoys you once and then you turn it off and right. then move about your life. At the end of the day, Microsoft is not a fucking charity. They're a business. Okay. And there's alternatives. If you don't if you don't like Microsoft, go buy a Mac or buy something else and just don't use it. Like I, I feel lately people cry about silly things. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean I understand the point. Like right. it's an intrusion or whatever. But it's at the end of the fucking world. But the thing is, is that, I mean, this is for, which which one is this for again? Uh, it's their drop, and OneDrive. Yeah. Okay, so I personally think if, because OneDrive has a free version of it, right? Where you yeah. Don't, yeah. Um, if you're, I think it should be a paywall. If you're paying for it, you shouldn't have to deal with ads. Okay. So, like, if I, I like for me, I'm paying um, Office 365, which gives OneDrive. Um, and I think that if I'm paying for that service, I should be exempt from seeing ads because I paid for it. Right. If you're on a free or freemium, as they call it, uh, you should. OK, that's fine. So like if I like, let's say, uh, you know, uh, Google Docs, you know, uh, I'm. I just have a Gmail, so I'm using the free one. Yeah, okay, an ad, fine, whatever. I'll deal with it. But if I'm paying something for to use that, I, sh I it's kind of like you shouldn't be, you know. No, I agree with that. Yeah, because there is there's somewhere they're like, oh yeah, use the free app. But if you don't want ads, go ahead and pay ninety nine cents for that one. To me, it's like that's kind of like that's kind of bullshit because it's like, well, the tr the trade off here is you're giving us money, so we don't have to throw ads out there so we can make money yeah so you know but it's it's that kind of thing of like if if i'm paying for uh, an upgraded version or a, a, a product that gives me that then i shouldn't have to and i agree with that i do agree that it's bullshit that you have to deal with ads for something you're already paying for my my argument more is not about that it's about oh, i don't give a shit what your argument is <laughs> <laughs> like this article is pretty tame but i've on this on this topic alone i've seen many people in comments and stuff like that acting like Microsoft is literally ass fucking them with no loop because they got <laughs> one ad in File Explorer. Like it's the sensitivity is what is what bothers right, me. Right, right. Like if I saw the ad, I'd be like, "They're really they're putting yeah. ads in File Explorer now," and then I'd find out how to turn it off and then not fucking care. Yeah, you know. And and I think in in a lot of those instances, um, I well I agree that if, if you know there is that entitled. You know, part of like, oh well, I'm using your service, so I should I should get the way I want to. It's like, no, if you're paying for their service, yeah, you then the, you should you should have to you know you should have a little more control. But if you're if you're using it for free, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. just and and they're not the only ones to do that. Like you, video games when you're playing the free to play model, they fucking they advertise the pay one because they right. gotta pay the light bill too. Right. You know, so it's it's whatever, but. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I haven't seen these ads, but I'm also we might be exempt 
to be honest, because I haven't seen them at all. I haven't seen any any ads in File Explorer, so no. I'm not exactly sure where they're. But I'm also logged into OneDrive already, and everything's set up. So maybe it's when you're not logged in. Because I know Windows 10 gets uppity if you're not logged into OneDrive. I they do. Like it's like do. um you should probably log into OneDrive now. It's like okay. I'm only going on for like two seconds. Right. I don't need OneDrive at this time. And oh, it piss it gets pissy when you turn off sync at OneDrive at startup. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you turn it off and then it's just like, oh, by the way, you know, OneDrive isn't isn't running. Yeah, motherfucker, I turned it off. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of little things that just make me laugh. I think it's just because I just. I just don't fucking care. Like, as long as it's not stopping you That's from doing That's your problem, dude, yeah, you just, just don't, don't care. I just don't. <laughs> like, one thing, another Windows 10 thing is if you, you know, fresh install or whatever, and you, and you go to set Chrome or Firefox as your default. Oh, yeah. Now it, it will say, are you sure you don't want to try Edge? And I'm like, yes, no, Microsoft, I'm sure. No, 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 no. It's more of like, are you sure you don't want to try this innovative new way the to The greatest browser with... on the planet. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, but can you still use extensions without making it difficult? Oh, okay, then I'm still going to use Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once you catch up with everybody else, maybe I'll check you out. Right, but I know, you see some of that shit in the, the Microsoft, but they always put it in such a way. It's funny, too, like, when you mentioned about doing the startup, yeah, it's just going to take a little bit longer, so just hang tight. It's like, dude, you're not, like, my buddy. Don't don't tell me, just, like, you know. Yeah, it's, that, that's weird to me out, too, about Windows 10, like, Hold on one sec, or yeah. it's all hey, and I'm like, don't don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I need you. I need, it's like going to the bank and they're being a little too friendly with you, and you're right. like, you're holding all my money. Right, like, stop it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have nothing to deal with you. Right, I, I have I, no I, reason to deal with. I you. need a level of professionalism here. <laughs> oh man, so but they're trying to be. I think that's more of a trying to attract the mac crowd yeah like being real like hey man we're microsoft what's yeah, up we're cool yeah. yeah check us out with our four colors and so shit. i don't want you to be cool i just want my computer to work right. like, <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't need you to be cool you're the you're you're the os installed on this computer so right i'm supposed to install cool shit <laughs> onto the os not the os be cool you're right all right on that note i think that brings us to the end of the headlines my computer tell me how to live <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um so yeah so uh you you mentioned earlier and this was actually in our random round table but when I, this was a kind of a slow news week like this yeah this was a slow news week so i was kind of looking at things like well there's really nothing, and I really didn't want to talk about the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the fucking um, CIA WikiLeaks thing, because I'm, I didn't quite fully understand what the fuck was going on, and they're like, oh, well, it's old code, old code, and all that shit. It was, too, it was really convoluted. Yeah. I looked at that, too, and I was, because we were looking at, um, uh, this was before, because we had a conversation, I was like, okay, I filled out, I did my show notes like a day earlier than I usually do, because I was coming down here, and I didn't really feel like doing them in the car on my phone. Um, <laughs> if you were awake. Right, and I was looking, <laughs> which I wasn't, and I was looking um, for a discussion topic, and that, that crossed my path too, and I was reading through it, and it's one of those reads where you got your mouth slightly open, you're squinting, like, yeah. what? Like, and like I understood it, but I don't think they understand what's going on. Right. So it, the the news and the details are so convoluted. I was like, "Fuck it, man! I don't want to talk about this dumb shit." That, that was kind of the same thing with me. It was because I was I was trying to read it, and trying to make sense of it, 
And then I listen one of the tech podcasts that I listened to. They said that they would try to explain it, and they were like, "Yeah, but then it's the, it's like, um, you know, they right. they they didn't seem like like was this a deal or wasn't this? Okay, so the CIA didn't get hacked, but then what is all this shit? And then what's it about? It's like uh, this is code from like four years ago. Okay, is it still even valid? Like, right? You know what's you know. You know, what the fuck is the deal? Like, what's happening? Yeah. What's going on, man? Man. <laughs> I, I was reading it. I was like, my head's going to turn into the shape of one of those pumpkins like I see down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it, man. I'm... <laughs> so, um, but uh, but that, that led to another conversation where Adam and I were having, and he was saying that um, basically uh, handheld gaming saved his life. Uh, I was being dramatic, but um, no, literally, like he was on the verge of death. They handed him a, a 2DS, and suddenly it was miraculous. Yeah. You know, in the arms <laughs> of an angel. Suddenly, no. he, he when he held the when he held the DS in his hand, all of a sudden, you're, it's been a long road. <laughs> As I slowly open my eyes, <laughs> and he literally le- levitated above the bed, like to his feet. Right. <laughs> no, I mean this is a common. I watch a lot of guys, like, I love um, retro gaming, so I watch a lot of collect. Okay, because it sounds like, I watch a lot of guys, and then you cut it off, and I was like, you what? Because well, I was going to say, I watch a lot of guys that do retro gaming. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> you might have wanted to finish that sentence. <laughs> watch a lot of guys, what? <laughs> you might have wanted to finish that sentence. No. Um, so, a common thing I hear them say is that as they get older, they have less time to dedicate to playing video games. And I'm definitely in that boat. And I know Steve is too. We yeah. talk about it every once in a while. So you got work, you got, you actually have responsibilities. Mommy and daddy aren't doing it for you anymore. And you have to take care of yourself. And, um, I find myself just missing games. And then there's a backlog and I just don't have time to sit there and, or I'm just tired and I just don't want to do it. So my, or you just want to nibble on the bolt on the barrel of that gun and just think about like, <laughs> right. Should I take it off safety? Should I'm too I busy. It? I'm too busy trying desperately to keep the existential dread at bay. <laughs> right. you know, so, um, but we got we got the tax return this year, and I didn't really buy anything for myself. It was I made a lot more money last year than um, I did the year before, so my tax return is much less, and I was actually happy about that because it shows that I'm moving in the right direction. Technically, with taxes, kids, yeah, you should get zero and pay zero, right? Because, uh, real quick. A lot of people treat their tax return like a savings account. Yeah. But if if you give it to the government, they're not giving you a lot of it back. Right. They're keeping a lot of it too. So you should be have that money in savings. Whatever. <laughs> so um my wife and my kids decided to surprise me with a two DS. Um, you know, in a couple games or whatever and said that, you know, I work real hard and I'm important to the family, yada 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 yada. Basically justifying them stealing his income. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no. <laughs> So but I was like, really though, because <laughs> I, I really wanted a 3DS for a while. So, I was, I, you know, I haven't been haven't had a Nintendo console for a long time and, and stuff like that. And I like to have a little portable system thrown in the bag. And I haven't had one since the PSP, yeah. really. And um, so I get this 2DS because obviously the 2DS is much cheaper than a 3DS. And I dig it, man. Like I was playing. I got Zelda Ocarina of Time for the old school. I got Mario, Super Mario Land and playing that. And I noticed that since it's portable, I can play it more because it goes with me. Right, right. You right. know, and like if I'm in the car and I'm the passenger, I can, you know, get down on a couple levels of Mario. 
um, or if I'm waiting for something. Like I spend 80% of my life waiting for other people. Or Hurry up and wait. Right. Hurry up and wait. So yeah. while I'm waiting now, I can get a little gaming in or something like that. So it begs the question because we see now that handheld gaming isn't talked about much they really want everyone to think your cell phone can do it yeah um which any any gamer is going to tell you the cell phone it's cute but it's it's not it's not playing real games the the sony cannot make a successful console even though they're making awesome consoles right um or not consoles i'm sorry mobile mobile uh, consoles um, the Vita is a fucking beautiful feat of technology, but and it has tons of games too. And it's underused, right? Like, I was it, I was it, looking at yeah. it. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say it's underused and and underappreciated, really. Right, and it's the same price as a 3DS. Yeah, at this point, but they're all but given up on that console too, and I kind of don't blame them. Nobody's buying it, you know. So it's and I think that's part of their. their it's partly their fault. <laughs> mostly anything with Sony is mostly right. Sony's fault. Like a lot of people get tired of the like the latest version. The latest version of the Vita, they they put I think they put the the modern power connector on there, so you get the micro USB. So now it's the same as your phone, so it's easier instead right. of the old mini that no one fucking uses anymore. Right. Um, but still, the memory the Sony cards, was proprietary. Right. You know. The memory cards are memory stick duos, which no one fucking uses. Right. Right. Um, unless you have a Sony camera. Um, so stuff like that gets annoying, but. I don't know. Like, what, what do you think? Do you think it's viable, or is it, is it niche? Like, is it is is mobile gaming starting to become something that people like us can find more use in? Um, I I kind of agree with the fact that I think mobile gaming can really be one of those things that that we as as um, adults. I'll say that as a adult, as a, you know, <laughs> those that do adulting, um, right. you know, uh, or adulters. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you know, but but seriously, Ashley Madison is no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I definitely agree that uh, mobile gaming is a good platform for people that are on the go, you know, people that. And, and you know maybe especially um uh you know uh people that like if i like if i live back east where i take the train to work or right. something like that to me mobile device would be amazing to use um uh or you know i i know when i traveled more and you know I was, you know flying out and stuff like that my psp was great you know, putting movies and just games and, and being able to the spend thing, that time. The thing I didn't like about the PSP, and I, I feel the Vita, well, the, it did, the Vita solved this, was that I have um, I have twitchy hands sometimes. Oh, right. And it's a disc, yeah. so it would skip. You know, and you're like, fucking goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. But it was an interesting concept. Like, Sony comes out with interesting shit. It's just no one get like, remember the mini disc oh, music God. player? Yeah. Dude, I wanted one of those. Like, those I did are so too. cool. I did too. And then it was just like, okay, that disappeared. Um, but yeah, you know, because you and I are kind of in the same, in the same task because a lot of times I, you know, when I'm doing, you know, for, for me here, it's like I work. Then when I come home, it's like I'll do stuff for the website or I'll have to edit the shows, make sure those go out on time. Um, and, you know, and then sometimes with just work, I just 
don't want to do anything. Or I come home and I just sit in front of the TV. Look at YouTube. You, YouTube. Yeah. yeah, you end up doing that stuff. And But I have this issue, and my, my brother kind of has a similar issue, but with something else. I have this issue, and I don't know why. Well, I kind of think I know why, but I kind of have this thing that when I'm playing gaming, my mind always says I could be doing something else. Yeah. That's uh, the adulting creeping in. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it has no problem with sitting reading comic books. Yeah. Uh, me sitting there fucking around on YouTube. Me, you know, looking at th- ways that I could upgrade my desktop, even though I don't have the money to do it right now, right. just to kind of get ideas, um, load, you know, reformatting my phone anything other than but when i sit down to play a video game my mind starts sitting there going you could be doing something you know completely quote unquote useful and i'm like really because reorganizing um, reorganizing my pages on my phone is it would be more you know productive than actually playing a video game i get that feeling most the most when i'm playing an mmo world of warcraft or eso or something like that where you have to dedicate so much time to the game. Yeah. And then I, I hit this wall where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. all, I'm only playing this game. I'll sit there and go, well, there's more games to play than this. Right. It happens mostly with WoW, too, because you have to pay for WoW. Yeah. So I'm like, I start paying monthly, and then I'm like, well, I have to play this game because I'm paying for it. Right. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't want to. You know, so. Yeah, that and that gets the thing with me is because, like, I had play, um, PlayStation Plus, and I... I I will be getting back to getting that again based on, you know, the year subscription, but I'm not doing it at this moment. Um, I have Xbox Gold, you know, but and I have all these games that I've downloaded for free and they're just sitting there on my hard drive mm-hmm. and I haven't really touched them yet. And, you know, it, it gets to that, that point. And I think, and I have a Vita and I, when I first got it, I loved it, you know, but, you know, when, when I had it, it, it was like, it's cool some and you know the the ps you know the ps plus games that i got for free on that those were cool with those games or with the vita but the thing that i really kind of started to kind of mm, with was the lack of games at the time now there's more games and stuff like that but then i go into this well i have all these other games that i haven't played and that's another thing too is we live in a time now and it's such a it sounds like such a first world problem but (laughs) We have way too much choice. Yeah. And I have this problem, and Steve knows this, I have this problem with television. Because I don't really, I'm not big on television. So when I'm like, okay, let's watch let's watch something. And I'll look at the thousands of things right, that right. I haven't watched. And I'm like, uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to go read a book. You know what there, I mean? Like, it's it's just there it's was a ridiculous. Me- there was a meme that I saw the other day. It was fucking hilarious. It was this kid with this weird look on his face. And he had, a, and he had his um, dinner. And it says... Me when I'm trying to find something on Netflix before I start eating. Right. And everybody, John, Heather, and everybody was like, Steven. Like, that was like yeah. me. Because that is so me. Because, like, I'll have food and I'll set it down. But I'll start searching through Netflix to find something before I start eating. And, you know, it's like, and, and, and I do that. And a lot of times I'll be sitting there and I'll be spending so much fucking time searching for shit that I end up, well, you know what? In that two hours that I was looking through everything, through Amazon, Hulu, you know, um fucking netflix and shit and uh and even voodoo you know it's like i can't find a fucking thing i want to watch you know and and you do have that a lot of choice like that and you know um i went through that whole thing where i reset all my you know my gaming consoles you know the the ps2 3 4 the 64 the gamecube and all that shit which 
we should next weekend we should bust out some of that shit we really should and um but it's like you know those where it's like cool and i play them for a little bit and then i fucking forget where i where i'm supposed to go or i get frustrated because i'm like shit i passed this before why can't i pass it now yeah and then you know rage quit and then you know i don't touch it again but you know and but it's always that little moment of time and then it's like okay i have all my old games for these ones i still have new ones on my playstation and then i for the four and for the xbox one what do i want to play and then it's like what i don't really want to develop devote the time to it and but it's like i i do want to play these things but i think it's just that that adulting factor that really kind of kicks me in the ass and it's just like yeah you could be doing something else and it's like no i really could i could be doing something else but the chances are is i won't I'm be doing anything to. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be doing anything that's really that productive i think i think too and that's that's another point for mobile gaming though is that you can play a 3ds or vita while you're doing something else like right. you you the flexibility of it is you you can play it whenever the hell you want and the right. switch kind of touches in on that too yeah, the, um, the, yeah, and and I, I the one thing that people have been complaining about with the Switch is the battery life. So they're like, "Well, it only lasts like three to five hours." Well, yeah, so does a 3DS, and nobody fucking cared about that. Yeah, you know, so the battery life isn't really an issue for me. But, um, but it's I, like, I mean, if you're if you're doing something, I mean, the fuck you doing that's allowing you to sit there and play for three to four, you know, three. Yeah, hours. That, that's a level of gaming a child would have, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. I mean, my kids, my kids will play they'll play um, Minecraft with each other and they'll play for a few hours and, and then, you know, maybe they'll move on to something else because they have that free time. Yeah. You know, as long as they have all the schoolwork done, I don't care, you know, and, and I'm a big proponent of letting a child have a fucking childhood, you know, but also taking, <laughs> also taking care of business. But right. um, when you're an adult, you don't have that kind of time, yeah. especially if you have children, because now they take up your time. But, right. um, and there's tricks around that too, but the, the mobile gaming thing, I've really it's the last time I had a Game Boy, and this is this is how old I am now. I still call my two DS a Game Boy. <laughs> I go, let me get my Game Boy real quick. Um I had the last one I had was a Game Boy Color. Oh really? Yeah, I, I never had an advance. Um oh no, I did have a SP for a minute that I bought used. The SP was the, a Game Boy Van the flip. It was a clamshell oh, right, right, right. advance. Now it's pretty dope. Um, that was probably my favorite one, cause, just because they had the flip up stuff. But and then I just put it aside. I don't know why. I just I, I got into console gaming a lot more and PC gaming and stuff like that. But the problem with that is my consoles and PCs are at home, so I I have to go places right. during the day, and I can't take those things with me. And even even just within my home, like yeah. I can't be in. I have, my PC's in in a shared office right now. We have a. Um, one bedroom that's just has three computers in it and mm -hmm. it, that's the office that everybody sits in right. it's actually working out great but i can't sit in there all day when i have children yeah and i have a wife you know because it's not fair to them and it's not only that i don't want to i want to be with them you know and hanging out sometimes but do you really want to yeah it depends um <laughs> and then by the time i have that time where maybe they're all asleep or because i always stay up later than everybody else i'm t i'm i'm tired enough where i don't want to play anything right you know and um i've noticed too that i have some friends at work that are a bit younger than me or they just don't have any responsibilities and they're playing the hottest games or whatever and they're like oh adam you should jump on this and they get frustrated because i play for like 10 minutes and then i'm like Ugh. or they want me to get on the mic and i'm like no and right. and that's a big problem for me too because um so there's a game overwatch 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great game. I, I own it. I've played a bit of it. And I have a buddy of mine who always, he, he's really into it and he wants to play with me, but he gets mad at me because I never want to get on the mic. And the reason being is because you're going to drop that sick book. That's sick. Right. Right. We get on Discord, which is the new vent- ventrilo, basically, just a chat thing. Um, and they just bullshit the whole time. Mm. And I'm a bit of an introvert in the respect that it's tiring for me to talk to people. Right. Like, it tires me out. So when I get home and that moment when all my children are asleep and my wife's asleep, I don't want to hear anyone's voice. Yeah. I just want to be left alone. Not because I hate everyone. I'm not emo. <laughs> I, I was going to say, but you kind of do. <laughs> right. I just want I just want peace and quiet to kind of decompress my day and just and just be be chill. Right. You know, so I'll be like, "Why well, don't well, he's like, "Well, I'm not going to play with you if you're not getting on the mic." And I'm like, "Well, then I'm not going to fucking play." Then you know, what I the don't fuck give is a the... shit. You know, so it's it's gone to the point where gaming hasn't gone to the wayside. It's just my my the genres are starting to change. The genres of games that I play. So I right. play I play a lot more linear games now. Mm-hmm. On rails, you know, so, something that's just easy to pick up and put down. Right. I'm seeing now that I have the 2DS, I'm seeing that Nintendo games are fitting in a lot better because they're so much easier to pick up play for 10 15 minutes and then go about your business yeah i get that and you don't have that oh my god i can't put this down because i need to finish it kind of shit yeah i get that because you know when you're dealing with um when you're dealing with that i I, you know nintendo i kind of don't want to say this but i kind of gonna say it anyway short attention span Yes. And simply because simply because not we're because, thinking about so much shit. Right. And simply not because we are part of it. You know, we, we can only devote, you know, because our minds are going to go to something else. It's simply because we don't have the time or the luxury of that time of spending hours on a game where you hear people like, well, I beat that game in five hours. I was like, well, cool. But I had to work in those five hours and sleep and, and, yeah. and do this other shit. I would have liked to spend five hours on this game, but I can't do that well, now. It's the, it's the same thing. with. Uh, I'll, I'll discuss this problem with other people. And the problem is, too, is that it's all perception. If, if I sit there and go, I'm too busy to play video games, and I say it's because I have children, I have a wife, a job. If people don't have those things and those experiences, they don't get it. Right. You know, and um, unless unless they're a little older and they can think a little outside the box. But usually younger people, they don't – if they haven't experienced yet or seen it yet, they don't get it. You know? Or just don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I get a lot of times – this isn't even gaming, but I get a lot of times like, oh, you you don't have time to – like people, people get mad at me because I didn't watch Breaking Bad or I don't watch Walking Dead. You know, you know? I, I – Sadly enough, I've kind of had the same thing, like yeah. where people are like, "How could you not watch um, Breaking Bad?" Well, because one, I had a life, right. and two—I mean, not so much anymore. But two, it's like I—I I just didn't—I didn't feel like watching it. Walking Dead, not a big fan of. Yeah, I read Walking Dead. Right. You know. Um. But that's the thing too is like if I read something, and then it becomes a TV show, I'm less apt to re- Game of Thrones. That's another huge one. Oh right. I I just. I'll tell them I don't have time. I don't have time to watch these hour-long shows. And then I know after that episode, I'm going to want to watch the next episode. Right. You know, and I did it with Luke Cage. Like, I was watching six episodes a night, getting no sleep. Right. You know, um, but then they'll come back and be, oh, but you have time to read books. And I go, but it goes right back to the mobility of, of mobile gaming, too, is that mm-hmm. I could bring a book with me anywhere. Like, I read I read The Martian, which is a book that I was supposed to give Steve, but forgot it. I'm going to bring it <laughs> next weekend. This motherfucker right, right here. Um, 
I read The Martian. I read it in three days. I actually read rather quickly. That's another thing, too. I Reading's cool because when you're watching a movie or a television show, it's going to be the amount of time it's going to be no matter what. Right. But reading, you can kind of control it if you're reading quickly. You right. know, so you can get through it quick. But um, that book went everywhere with me until I was done in the three days. It went to the store with me. I'd read it in the car because my wife does most of the driving. Um, I would I would read the book. Or if I'm waiting for her to go get something, I'd read it. I don't read and walk. I, I don't know how people do that. I usually run into shit. Um, yeah, I don't know how that works I would bring either. It, I'd bring it to work on the breaks. You know, stuff like that. So you... It's just, I think mobile gaming, I'm I'm really into the, I want to get a 3DS, mainly for bigger screens. So mm-hmm. the 2DS has the same size screens as a standard 3DS, which I don't even think we got in the States. I think we only got the 3DS XL. Uh-huh. Um, they, they're perfectly good, but these old eyes, bro. Like after, right. after a bit of time, I'm like... Ugh, you know what I mean? Like it depends on the game. Like if it's an old school game, like I was playing Link's Awakening. It's mm-hmm. simple. It's simplistic graphics. It's easier to play. But when I was playing um, Ocarina of Time, which is a full 3D game, you start to get dizzy because it's so so small. I did go to Bookman's though, which is a used bookstore, but they also have a. If you live in the LA area, Amoeba is much like that. It's it's just a like a, a hip pawn shop, I guess. Right. I don't know. Um, but um, I traded in a grip of DVDs. And I bought a, a DSi XL um, for sixty bucks. DSi is uh, the older generation before the 3DS. I didn't buy it for my kids to see if if they're really going to get into it, and then I might buy them like some 2DSs or something. And that had the bigger screens, and I was playing that, and I was like, oh my god, this is so much more comfortable, you know. And and it's a little wider, a little better for the hands and stuff like that. Um, so I'm down with that, but I'm also thinking about getting a Vita, mm-hmm. you know, because one, I have a PS4. Right. So now, now you we're... can do that. You can definitely do that. Um, uh, what's that fucking thing that they that tap? The remote play. Remote play. Yeah. yeah. So the I... only downside, though, is you have to have. You really do have to have um, your PS4 hardlined. Yeah. To do that. So and and that's I'm already set up for that shit anyway. So I could easily get the PS4 hardlined, and I have like a four hundred dollar fucking router. Like this thing is balls deep. <laughs> and it's not on the internet. If it's not on the internet, it's it's stupid quick. Like when I do the um I have the Xbox well the Xbox isn't hardlined right now, but when it was hardlined and my computer's hardlined, I would do I'm that. Hardlined. <laughs> I would do the uh, I would do the shared like if I wanted to play the Xbox and play it on my computer, zero lag. I'm oh, sure wow. there was lag, but I didn't notice it. Right. You know, I was playing GTA and it wasn't like enough that. to to really just kinda Yeah, I could still play. Um and the cool thing is since the Xbox is just in the other room I don't have to connect the controller um, to my computer. Oh, it's nice. just wirelessly to the Xbox. But so, yeah, you do the remote play, and, and then I can play PS4 games as long as I'm in the house, you know. And and like I said, a lot of it's like that. I, I'm in the house, but I can't be... And I have so many, I have eight people in my house, including myself. Yeah. So let's say I want to play the PS4. It's, it's in the living room right now. Well, what if my wife's watching TV? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you can't... I can't respectively tell everyone to fuck off every time I want to do something. You right. know, they're, they're human beings too. You know, so the only thing they don't touch is my computer. But as I get older too, moment of silence for my back, <laughs> um, I, I can't sit in the office chair for that long anymore. Uh. I got to move. I got to get up. I got to, you know, stretch and stuff. 
Um, and especially since I have a job where I sit in an office chair all day. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've, I've noticed that myself, like, uh, you know, like my, my hip will start bothering me a little yes. bit. Um, and my lower back, I'll start feeling it. So, and then you start noticing when you get those pains like that and you're sitting at an office all day, you start noticing how fucking unhealthy you're being. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I need to walk. I need to do something. And that's, I, that's what I, I do. Right? I do it at work. Yeah. Like I'll get up at least once an hour and just kind of stretch. And then every two hours I take a walk. Yeah. For me, it, it's, um, I mean, I'm live fairly close to my, uh, my work. Right. So I've actually stopped taking Metro because I can actually, <laughs> I walk to and from work and I can actually make that faster than I would be if I took Metro. That's a cold truth. And, here. and so I, I go back and forth. And this started about a couple of weeks ago. I started like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Because I know I get to work like tired and I right. just want to nap. And so now I'm like, I'm, I go, if I walk to work, damn. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it this is a euphemism. His mic is hanging low. <laughs> yeah, Steve and I, um, we have the same exact mic and same swing arm. I think we have the same swing arm. Yeah, we? yeah, we do. You're just missing the, um, or your yours is yours is set in there a little funky. Yeah, I probably set it up wrong. Um, but I, I, I leave my mouth, my mouse, my mic hanging, and he props his up. Yeah. It just basically is a physical manifestation of where I'm at usually most of the time. Right. And um, you know why I have mine like this? Because uh, Howard Stern used to have his like this. Oh, is that and when right? I was when I was younger, I was fucking. I loved Howard Stern because <laughs> I'm from the East Coast. Everybody right. loved him. But I don't know. I, I don't know why I do this. <laughs> uh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I totally lost what I was saying. Oh, but I I walk to and from work, and um, I actually put my um, my. Uh, you know, Samsung has their S Fit or their S Health yeah. app on there. I actually have the walking thing on my on one of my screens, so I can actually see how much how many steps I'm taking. And so I walk to and from work, and at work on my breaks, I may get two breaks and a lunch. On my 10 minute breaks, I walk around the block on both those 10 minute breaks, just so I can get my blood flowing. And then, of course, lunch I take off. Yeah. Um, and I'm averaging about 11,000 steps a day. So it's like cool i'm actually i'm doing some of that but yeah that's cool but i need to start doing other shit i need to actually start doing like stretches or, or you know some type of lift you know i i need to lift bro yeah, right <laughs> i need to lift bro and some push-up setups yeah. just, just basic calisthenics a little bit of tybo you know <laughs> just some pilates on the yeah, weekend you know yeah. some, some pilates on no the it weekend. gets like that though because and and i'm i'm in no ways old and neither are you yeah. like we, we i mean how old how old are you again I'm 44. So 44 is not old, especially in 2017. Right. And I'm 32. I'm still a fucking kid <laughs> at some circles. You know, but we we are both at that age where it starts creaking and cracking and, and stuff like that. And it just goes into it's really healthier to have a mobile lifestyle, constantly moving around, not just sitting on a chair all day. Right. And I think the mobile games just fit into that. And, yeah. and also, too. Going back on the mobile games a little bit, because now we're just talking about how our failing health. <laughs> um, if you if you look at the the, we'll put the Vita aside for a minute. But if you if you look at the um, no, the Vita kind of fits in this too. If you look at the 3DS, the 3DS backwards compatible with the DS, that's an insane amount of video games. Now, granted, seventy percent of them are probably shit that you don't want to play. Right, right, right. But I mean, the amount, and then they have stuff from old consoles that you can buy. I mean, I the. Link's Awakening that I have is from Game Boy Colors, the game I remember when I was a kid that I loved so much. 
and I, I picked it up for seven bucks. You know, their eShop price is a little. Yeah. They need to calm down just a little <laughs> bit. The NES games are like two, three bucks. That's cool. Right. But like, you get higher than that. Like, I think, um, and it's based on popular. They're not stupid. Oh no. Like Ocarina of Time, which is the greatest Zelda game ever made, in my opinion, um, is like ten. But that's for a game from '93. Yeah, and like let's let's pump the brakes. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I'll still buy it though. You right. know what I mean? Um, let's chillax a little bit, <laughs> right? And let's take a step back. Let's breathe a and little bit. Another thing with the mobile consoles, it's so easy in the middle of a game to just turn it off real quick because yeah. you're doing something with, especially with the virtual console games on the on the 3DS or the old school ones. They have. Um, a lot of the older games, because it's old style of gaming where you had to get to the save point yeah. to save. Um, most games now, they don't have that. Like, you can save whenever the fuck you want. Right, right. Um, but they have on the virtual console now that the touchscreen obviously isn't used for the game. But it it has a little menu where you can, you can make a save point. Mm-hmm. It just takes a snapshot of where you are. Right. And then you can shut it off and then just restore from there. That saved my life already in the short time that I've had the 2DS because I'll be playing it, jamming out, we're in the car. And I was like, okay, we're here. And then I'm like, save point, shut it off. And then I come back in, I'm right, to, right ready to go. And I'm also, I'm one of the lucky ones who can play a game and also hold a conversation at the same time. So oh, my yeah, wife yeah. doesn't isn't bothered by me playing it. Um, I also have a cool wife who knows that's how I decompress yeah when you're so, looking down at the game you're like uh-huh yeah oh that sucks no yeah, i don't uh-huh, do that, that like sucks. i actually have a full conversation but um she uh i know a lot of like significant others will get snippy about gaming yeah. like oh you're not paying attention we've been married for 11 years she don't fucking care she wants me in a good mood right. that's what she wants like if i'm not and gaming for me is one of the purest forms of relaxation like i just i i like it more than sleep like it's it's just well, it's one of the things I noticed, like, with Heather when, you know, we were together and stuff like that. And then I would, like, I took my PS3 over there. So I took some games over there. If she was, like, napping or whatever, I would just hop on, pop a game, and then she would come over. And she would, you know, kind of talk to me a little bit, but knew that I was playing the game. And then would I actually be like, what game is this? And then just, like, ask questions about it. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, and then would go, like... You know, because she grew up with me with the whole, you know, in television Atari right. generation of like going, oh, my God, that, sh- that shit's real. Like that shit looks real. And, you know, and, you know, so it's that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, I but I know there there are so many others that don't follow that. And and also on, on the flip side of it, too, there's gamers out there that are like, stop asking me fucking questions, you know, and stuff like right. that. Like, th- stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for that. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you really wanted to be alone, just fucking sit in another room by yourself and, you know seal up the door right and i told my wife i said look i i kind of want to get a vita now and she's like but i thought you said that system was on its way out i'm like it kind of is on its way out but it has so many games i've never played yeah that it really doesn't matter and vita games are not that expensive anymore. no they're not they've they've definitely they've calmed down on their prices a bit but 3ds bruh <laughs> no there's games the ds version of super mario land is 35 dollars Jesus, and I'm Christ. like, why? And and just for, just for comparison, right? Um, DS and 3DS games come out at forty. That's their that's their baseline. They they all come out at forty bucks. Ten buck price drop. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you'll see a um, dogs over here farting and shit. <laughs> um, 
sometimes you'll see some that might hit 50 if they're like a collector's edition or maybe mm-hmm. they got two games wrapped in one japanese shit going on or whatever right, right, right. but um we're talking five dollars cheaper than when it originally came out and i was like what i hit online and i'm like why are why are these games so expensive and somebody put it right because people still buy them yeah because they're kind of t- a mario game is timeless yeah if it's still pretty like it doesn't look black and white and shit like that. Anyone will buy it oh, if yeah. they haven't played it. So Nintendo's not stupid, so they don't lower the price on it. They do have their um what do they call it? Nintendo Select line, which are games that were moderately popular. You'll see a lot of RPGs hit this. Like um the Mario and Luigi series, which I did not know until a few days ago that was their RPG series. Oh. It's kind of the spiritual successor to uh Mario RP- Super Mario RPG from Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. Um those like i think it was mario luigi dream something is is 20 bucks all the nintendo selects are 20 bucks new you know and then but the, it's funny you go to gamestop to get it used and it's only five dollars cheaper <laughs> yeah so you might as well buy it new anyway right right um but vita games i mean you can pick up vita games for 10 bucks you know whatever and then vita also much like the um they're a little different because you can't put the you can't put the PSP game in the fucking Vita, right. but you can download them all again if you want to buy them again, if there's some you didn't catch or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they got some pretty cool shit on there. And the dual analog sticks, man. The first-person yeah. shooters on there, I mean, it's dope, you know? But I don't know. I just think mobile's the way to go. Yeah. Like, I have a bag, and I don't mind carrying two mobile systems, right. you know? All right. Well, I think we covered covered a lot on that. Covered a lot more than we should have. Probably, really. yeah, you know. Now on hour six, we're going to talk about the left analog stick. <laughs> and now to weather. No. Yeah. Oh, man. So I guess um, on that note, we can uh, jump into uh, our douchebags. So <laughs> my douchebag of the week is um, pink water has electrolytes. Um, so this comes from the Huffington Post. People in this town... Uh, people in this town in Alberta, Canada, were not tickled pink when they turned on their faucets earlier this week. The town of Onaway is apologizing to its 1,000 residents after its drinking water turned pink, CBC News reports. And it's a hot pink. It's too. a hot pink, too. Yeah, That's it's a Kool-Aid a- pink. <laughs> uh, on the evening of March 6th, complaints about the weird water started to flood the town's office... And images began to bubble up on social media. Hey, real quick, you know what it looks like? It looks like that slime in Ghostbusters Busters 2. Busters 2, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, look at that shit, dude. Even uh, the bathtub, oh shit. Yeah, this is coming out of all of that. So uh, Facebook user Trevor Winfield posted a video of the pastel water on March 6th. My water is broken, he wrote. Thanks, town of Onaway. You can, by the way, the link is in the show notes so you can see see all this stuff uh quote we are still assessing what exactly happened and it appears that a valve may have stuck allowing a potassium uh per magnet uh, to get into the sub reservoir and thereby into the town's water distribution system on a way mayor dale krasno says on the town's official website on tuesday krasno added though that it is shocking to see fuchsia water coming out of the tap. Potassium permanganate is usually in normal treatment process to help remove iron and magnesium, and no one was at risk. He apologizes to alarm residents, saying that the town could have done a better job communicating what was going on. The Water Quality Association, a trade association for the water treatment industry, backed up that claim. It told the Huffington Post that potassium permanganate provides 
improves water clarification and uh, is currently primarily to control taste and odors, control biological growth in treatment plants, and remove iron and uh, magnesium. The group also notes that if the people bathe in water containing potassium, potassium permanganate, they could see some brown staining on their skin, but it is harmless and temporary. By Tuesday afternoon, CTV reported that all main lines were clear, but the town officials said they were still there still may be some pink water left over. They advised residents to run their water for a few minutes until the odd hue went away. That shit is pink, pink. Yeah. You know, maybe they should have put it around the Statue of Liberty and like, Get you up, know. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because like, well, what I'm about to say is funny. We we have the, uh, what's the town in America that's having poisonous oh, water? Yeah, the Michigan one. Yeah. yeah. And and I kind of was reminded of it with this, but leave it to Canada where they have a, like a G-rated, it's pink, it's not right. going to hurt you. you know, ours um, looks like sludge. Ours looks like sludge and we'll fucking, you'll grow a third eye. You know, mm. but um, I just, I don't know. That reminds me of a meme I saw where it was two part and the top part was a, uh, it looked like the it was the prime minister from Canada, and he it looked like he was kind of looking down. He's like, "Is everything okay down there, guys?" Oh, yeah. And then below that was Han Solo, uh, look in the radio and was like, "Everything's fine here. We're, all um, fine. we're yeah. fine. How are you?" <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I recognized the Star Wars. Going like, "Yeah, we're fine. We're all fine down here. How are you?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that was kind of alarming that color. Um, so this is one of those only in Texas moments. Um, a mother dropping off her child at Deer Park Elementary in Deer Park, Texas, uh, Thursday morning, apparently doesn't like the way another mom was driving. Hmm. When she confronted the other mom, the second woman responded by pulling a gun on the woman complaining, according to KPRC-TV. Uh, eyewitness uh, Janet Renteria uh, told KTRK, um, the mom got out of her car, bang- banged on the windows, said, you're speeding in a school zone. You almost ran me over once. Once you need to start doing better, and you know, and you know. So one mom's yelling at one mom, and the mom in the car pulls out a gun and says, "Back off!" Jesus. Both of the mom's children were in their respective cars at the time of the incident. What no, a great role model to set right. for your kids. You know, somebody gets a little pissy, you pull out a gun. No one was injured, and the gun was not fired, which is good considering the drop-off zone is supposed to be gun-free. Police were called to the scene, but no arrest was made. Still, the incident was scary enough that Deer Park Elementary School Principal Lisa McLaughlin uh, felt obligated to send the following letter to parents. I'm not going to read the letter because it's kind of long. It's it's your standard, don't do that. Don't do that. Violence is not a place of school, you know, grow, the, grow a pair. Right. And the funny <laughs> thing, no arrests were made. Because um, it's Texas. Because it's Texas, but... It just shows how far those gun-free zones really go. Oh, yeah. Like, it's supposed to be, if you have a gun in a gun-free zone, you go to jail. Yeah. Like, it's no joke. But they don't really fucking care, no. you know? One, the woman the woman who sats the argument should have calmed the fuck down. Don't bang on my windows. Yeah. You know, like, if you got something to say, say it. But you don't need to be acting like a crazy person. The other one, maybe not go straight to the gun. <laughs> you know, maybe say something first. Right. Um, And, of course, have... Not only their children are in the cars, but you're at a school. Like, right. what if that gun would have went off and you would hit somebody? So many kids um, in like inner cities and stuff they 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 die not because they're being shot. They're getting they're die because of stray bullets. Yeah, 
You know, and it, it would have been a much more gruesome scene. If it's it, like when you turn your face away and you just go pop, 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 pop. You yeah, know, or like, shooting in the air and shit, right. like dumb stuff. But Because cause you forget gravity works. Yeah, where, they don't go into space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they go and, like, balloons just float into the air right. and, and all of that shit, you know. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was pretty alarming. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Please rate and review the show. Please review the show on iTunes. That helps us out immensely. You can catch our back catalog. Um, you can uh, check out on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or search us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching thelazygeeks, one word. You can find links to our social media hubs through our website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter, a middle-aged geek, uh, uh, at a middle-aged geek, uh, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I'm just on Twitter. Lonely Twitter. Sapientlg. <laughs> uh, and be sure to tune in this Friday as we will, our, uh, this month's The Cheap Seats ends our 1979, or 1978, mm. um, uh, year with up in smoke so uh that is it for us this week so until next time peace out This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.